What's going on, guys? Zach here. Before we dive into this episode with AJ Cortez, I want to talk about today's sponsor. The sponsor of this podcast is PeacefulFathers.com. It's run by Anthony Migliorino, where you can find him on all his social media, at PeacefulFathers. But on PeacefulFathers.com, you'll find a way to connect with your children in a way that'll bring them to the greatest of heights as adults. And that's what this episode's about with AJ. We're talking about mental, physical, and spiritual freedom. You can build that in your home with your children before they're adults and on their own having to find their way in the world. You can foster an environment that's conducive to a revolutionary soul, to have them going out there. You know, we need to get rid of that default of because I said so. And by going through Anthony's content at PeacefulFathers.com, you'll be able to set your children up for success. That way they don't find themselves stuck in the the tar pit of average and mediocre performance. You know, mediocrity is a death sentence. You can spare your children that fate by fostering that environment with them and that relationship with them. So if you want to figure that out and how to lock it in, how to connect better with your children and your family, go to PeacefulFathers.com. Now let's dive into a discussion with a man who's living that life of mental, physical, and spiritual freedom. Welcome to the Family Alpha Podcast, a place where men, families, and the truth have a voice. The information shared on this podcast is meant to be applied. Now, here's your host, Zach Small, founder of thefamilyalpha.com and co-founder of thefraternityofexcellence.com. Let's get to work. Welcome back to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Small, and today I am joined by AJ Cortez, trainer, student, and more importantly than anything and relevant to, today, to today's discussion, a free man. AJ, welcome to the show. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing well. It's good to talk to you. Good to see you back in the US. It's good to hear of your journeys. Like I said, before we kick this off, I heard the podcast between you and Jack Donovan. It sounded like you had a solid year last year and looking mm-hmm. to bring that to even greater heights. So how was your 2020 before we dive into this? 2020 was fucking fantastic. Um, I didn't have any special foresight into the, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it. But the polit- socio-political economic buildup the last few years, I could see that the U.S. climate was getting, it's just hot. It's very contentious. You know, society feels like it's falling apart. You know, maybe not literally falling apart, but there's that feeling of this lost social cohesion. Political violence had increased. Um, I'm not active in politics, but I know my name is probably on a bunch of blacklists just because of who I'm connected with. So in 2019, I, it was my plan, uh, you know, that year to like, I want to leave. Like, I want to leave, I want to go overseas. Um, so that, that's what I did. My girlfriend, I left in February of last year. And as it happened, uh, travel was curtailed, obviously. So I got not stuck in Thailand, but I ended up just settling in Thailand for the entire year, which was the best decision I ever made. And so I did Muay Thai for 10 months, um, got in phenomenal shape, learned a new skill that I'm still building on every day, made a shitload of fucking money because everyone was training at home and time to revamp all my training programs to home training programs. Ironically, pretty much doubled my business almost. Uh, so it was fantastic. Um, and I also obviously was you know, in Thailand. It's a very different country, very different people. Everyone likes each other. Ties are very generous, very loving. So I was away from all the bullshit that way. Um, it was it was more reverse culture shock coming back and seeing what it was like in the U.S., like on the ground, than it was you know being there. You know that's why a lot of people when they look back at last year they have almost the opposite to say. Oh, it was horrible. It's funny though. 
when you surround yourself with people who are getting after it, people who are mm-hmm. free, the the negative of what's going on in the mainstream doesn't creep in. So I'm talking to my friends. I'm like, oh, man, we're, we're doing well. Like, why does your mm-hmm. life suck? And that's why I really wanted to talk to you about this. You know, the the title of this episode is The Price of Freedom. You know, and you paid a price. You know, to get to where you are, you did certain things prior to. So you were in a position to be free when things like this happened. Yes. A lot of people will write that off. Oh, you're AJ Cortez. Of course you're supposed to be. No, you you could be some some bum in a basement right now. You took actions to be where you are. And that's often discredited. And that, that bothers me a little because mm-hmm. anybody else could do it. Anybody else could replicate it. So what I wanted to talk about, you know, I do things in threes, is the mind, yeah. the body, and the spirit. So we'll just go through mentally, physically, and spiritually, how we got to that, that operating level you're on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember this, yeah. but when, when my following started growing, you know, I, somebody was trolling and dude, I flamed out. I was like pissed off. I was triggered. Yeah. You, you had one of those like coming to Jesus moments, coming to Chad Jesus moments. And you're like, Zach, like, well, at the time, Hunter's, <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? And you kind of broke it down. You're like, dude, you, you're operating on a level that they're, they're pulling you down. Like, why don't you just go up? You're voluntarily giving your, your mindset. And dude, that yes. changed my life. Like, that changed the entire way I treated social media, you know, from there on out. And I was like, oh my God. That was like the elixir, you know, to, to mm. that aspect of having a following. So let's bring it back. Yeah. When you do anything, it seems like you're just going out there and you're doing what Alexander does. Mm-hmm. How, how did you develop that mindset? How did you get to the point where you are just your OFP? You're just on your own fucking program. <laughs> so there's this, um, it's a Latin phrase term. It might be Italian actually called sprezzatura, which basically means to, to do things with the appearance of ease. Where, like you never want anyone to think that what you're doing is difficult or to have the um, presentation that you are struggling through it. So I've tried to cultivate that as sort of a brand quality and I think from ex- from the outside, externally, it looks like I just do things and you know, maybe they're random or I'm doing what I want. But everything that I do is very calculated. I don't do anything randomly at all. Randomly. Um, you know, how did that start? I didn't have the mind. I didn't have this mindset you know, 10, 12 years ago. You know, so I was in 2000 and when did I turned 20? It was 2010, I want to say, 2009. Um, if, you, if we back this up so many years, let's say back it up a decade, I got into personal training. Personal training is a, is a nine to five, well, more than that. Personal training is like a six to nine job. My schedule for, for many, many years was wake up at dawn, before dawn, start training people, work until late evening, and then you know, the process repeats. I realized about a year and a half into that, that you know what, this doesn't have any growth beyond working more hours. Yeah, this is the classical nine to five, the working man's dilemma. How can I make more money? I can't work anymore. Um, and this was now 2000, 2012, this was now this. So I, I was doing that for a year and a half. I'm still 22, 23. I saw the nascent you know, initial rise of online brands, personal brands, websites, where it wasn't institutions. It was people that owned a company, people that were in fitness. And I saw that attracting attention. These people were selling products. They were promoting things. And I mean, personal branding wasn't even a term then. But I had this idea then, I'm like, you know, if I keep doing this for a long time and I build this, this very deep and very broad skill set, as I deem it, I think I can turn it into some sort of business where I can start leveraging knowledge and not leveraging time. But this is a long game mindset. 
yeah, making money online now is like it's cliche. Money Twitter. Yeah, you know, here's how you're gonna start. You know, break out of the you know, break out of the nine to five, and you're gonna start fucking making a thousand dollars a month side hustle. I never side hustled. I, I've done technically one thing my entire life, which is fitness. That's it. I want to develop a world class skill set in that domain. You know, know not everything there is to know, but know everything that you would need to know to be useful to people. So I started building that, and I started writing online 2012, 2013. And I realized that writing content creation, really is what I should call it, content creation, writing, videos, whatever the, whatever the for, content form is, that is digital real estate. And it's real estate where there is no limit to the number of people that can live in your real estate. There's no limit to the number of people that can listen to a podcast. There's no limit to the number of people that can read an article. There's no limit to the number of people that can watch a video, YouTube, uh, or look at a picture, Instagram. And there's no limit to the number of people that can do a training program. I had some very successful people I worked for, um, a bodybuilder, John Meadows, an IPD pro. He was selling training programs. And this is this is back in the day when selling ebooks was considered a this is back in the day when even selling anything on the internet was considered like a like a con. There had to be some sort of scheme to it. You must be ripping people off. Right. People are paying for for a workout program, but but then people pay for gym memberships, people pay for books, people pay for lots of things. Digital products at that point in time were not taken seriously, but I saw for people looking for specific knowledge to solve specific problems, they were willing to pay. How is it any different from consulting? You know, how is it any different from wanting to talk to a healthcare professional you know, for an hour of their time, talk to a lawyer, you know, talk to someone that works in finance? And so I sort of had this plan in my head that formed where I was like, okay, if I can build my skill set, I can leverage my knowledge at some point in time, I can package it, put together, I think... I could quite simply make money doing that. And it would require growing an audience. And yeah, at one time I had like a lot of Facebook followers. Then I got off Facebook, went through this drama with the fitness industry. The fitness industry was very, very small-minded industry, kind of similar to how the Manosphere was, you know, maybe a few years ago, where it's sort of mm -hmm. this uh, bucket of crabs mentality. You know, went over to Twitter, built an audience around, you know, sort of being a personality. But but the mainstay, the crux of that is still I have you know, fitness insights, fitness knowledge, I can offer you solutions. I know as a market, 80, 90% of the US is unhealthy, 80, 90% of Western society, Europe, uh, you know, United States, Western Europe, you know, even, you know, going to the Central Europe, Middle East, South America, people are unhealthy. That's an infinite market. There's no limit to how much money anyone can make from helping people to get healthy. You're talking about literally like a billion potential consumers, potential customers. So I started doing that in what 2016, but it started off very small. I mean, this this is the glam, this is the unglamorous shit that nobody wants to do. Because when you're starting to build an audience, or when you're, when you're just trying to get people to notice you online, you think you have something to offer that's useful. You're not starting off with 100,000 fucking followers. You're starting off with no one. Yep. And your following is going to be limited to your social circle, usually your friends, and people are going to question what you're doing. What what what, what the fuck is this? You're starting a brand online, like. You're, you're, you're posting, like you have, you have to devote time to tweeting. But like Ed, and I, Ed Latimer and I laugh about this all the time. Back in 2016, 2017, being on Twitter was considered like, that was for losers. Look, look at you fucking losers on Twitter all the time. You're fucking <laughs> writing all these tweets. You think you think anyone gives a shit about your fucking tweets? I, I could name off a thousand criticisms that I just laugh about now, but that was, that was that, that's perception. That's the average man's perception if you try to create anything that is of yourself. Now, people experience the same thing in the real world when they try and start a business. You'll have some people that are supportive and you have a whole bunch of people that are just, they're in a different mindset, lower vibration level. 
They don't think that way. They're unaspirational, not growth minded. And they'll tell you all the reasons why it's going to fail, why they're doubtful. You know, are you sure this is a good idea? I don't know. Like, well, I guess if you want to, you don't get any support that way. And being online, especially, um, you know, now it's, it's ironic that being a YouTube star is like every kid's dream. Five years ago, you just get laughed at. That's the stupidest thing you could possibly want to do is to try to build an online brand. What a fucking idiot. You must be a loser. You must not be good at real shit if you're going to build a brand online. Um, but I started doing that and it started off with what? Tweeting 100 times a day. This is back when the character was 140. Started off with writing emails. I have a newsletter. There's 30,000, 31,000 people on that newsletter now. Writing newsletters every week, every month. You know, at, one point, at one point in time, I wrote newsletters every day. And I've been doing this now for four or five-ish years. And that, like I said, it's not glamorous work. It's fun when you start making money because you never work any more in the middle than you did at the beginning. Oftentimes you work less because you learn how to leverage, make better use of your time, get more efficient. But that initial buildup takes a number of years. And that, this is also based upon a skill set that I've still been building now for a decade. Um, but you know, like, what do I call that? It, that's a long game mindset. If I told you, if I, anyone listening to this, if I told you, do you think you could get rich in one year? If, unless you get lucky, probably not. You know, most of what we associate with getting rich for the average person is that you get lucky somehow. You know, maybe you, you magically buy a thousand shares of a stock and the, sh the, the stock 100x in value. Yeah. Cool, that doesn't usually happen. You know, what if you bought Bitcoin when it was one cent? Uh, well, you didn't. Now, now it's $40,000, so that's not going to happen. So you're not going to get rich in one year. Two years, yeah, that's still only two years. Three years, maybe you could work really hard in three years. Five years, now maybe you could do something in five years. Could you make, and if you took five years of your time and you devote yourself to working for yourself, studying everything you need to study, doing all the work every day, do you think you could get your income to $100,000 a year? Or at least maybe you could match your income to what it is right now. You probably, probably could do it faster than that. If I gave you 10 years, do you think you could make a quarter million dollars or half a million dollars? I think so for most people, if they're, you know, if they're of sound mind. 20 years, do you think you could get rich in 20 years? You probably could, but that requires different mentality. You have to make long-term moves. And what you're doing now in the present has to build into the future. Everything has to be leveraged. And once you start doing that, then you start getting the effect of compounding action. Everything you do multiplies on itself. You know, so now when I send out a tweet, it gets tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people looking at it, or an Instagram post, or I write a newsletter, you know, send an email. Or, you know, even a program that I sell, you know, people laugh about the programs, you know, people really buy programs. Yeah. Because how many guys do you know that want to get muscular or lose body fat or get bigger arms or bigger chest, bigger, bigger shoulders, bigger, whatever. Probably 89% of men, every, every man has some aspiration when he's a little boy that he wants to look heroic, whether he ever, whether he ever fulfills it or not is a different question, but he wants that. And as an adult, especially in today's sexual marketplace, super competitive, Every girl wants a Chad, these, these fucking cliches. Every, a woman, every, every woman wants a man who's fucking making six figures and he's 6'12". And he has a 19-inch cock and he drives a fucking supercar and all this bullshit. Like, everyone knows they need to step up their game. So do people buy training programs? Absolutely. By the thousands sold every month. And that keeps on growing. Now, I didn't know, now with all this said, I didn't have some prophetic foresight when I was 23 of, this is exactly what my life is going to look like doing this. But seeing what other people did, I knew it was possible in some form. I study businesses. I study larger companies. I realized that the business of sort of creating that brand around yourself 
it's not dissimilar to let's say what startups do or even what large corporations do in their initial stages. Um, you know, you can make those comparisons that way. So I gave myself a business education, which I did not have. And I grew up extremely fucking blue collar. You know, when I was in high school, the only thing I knew about money or making it in life was that maybe one day someone will pay me like hundred dollars an hour. That'd be really cool. Right? Like that's all I knew. I didn't know anything about it. I, if you ask me how do people get rich, I have no fucking idea. I literally just didn't know. Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't know anyone that was in finance. My dad's not a fucking millionaire. I couldn't, there was no one I talked to that was working in those kinds of fields. Um, so I had to give myself my own kind of financial education that way. Uh, then I started making long-term moves. And you know, now at this point in time, it's worked out that I have the freedom that well, if I want to leave the United States and go open foreign bank accounts, you know, lease a fucking, uh, you know, tropical on the beach condo, which I did, I can do that. Wow. That's fucking cool. How long did that take? I guess it took me 10 years to get that point. I think yeah, that's the it, part that people miss. Yeah, you know, well, no, it, nobody wants to hear the 10 years yeah. part. It's like, well, how, how did you do it? And I don't know. I, I, the assumption is always strange. Like, how'd you do it? I'm like, well, it started back in 2010. Oh, well, what should I do right now to get rich or make a bunch of money? Would you recommend it? What stock should I buy? I'm like, you're asking the wrong fucking questions, bro. You know, what skills can you start building right now that you have some you know, intersection of you know, passion, seriousness, talent, interest in? That you could develop over the next decade of your life. Yeah, ask that that's the question to ask yourself. Whether you're 20 or 30, you know, or 40, you know, or what have you done to this point in time that you could actually amplify and leverage? You know, that was in the last podcast, I was talking to Ed and we were talking mm -hmm. about uh, the cost of making a personal brand, you know, what went into it. And one of the things we were talking about is you see it now. They'll ask you questions now. Well, what should I do? Dude, you should not quit like I did. A thousand mm -hmm. times I could have quit. Just don't quit at whatever you're doing a thousand times in a row. Just keep going forward and you'll you'll see it through. You know, you'll find something. But you mentioned in the beginning, you know, this wasn't a thing. And in that conversation, Ed was talking about as you continue to go forward, it's like a it's like a snowball. You pick mm -hmm. up more and you pick up more and you pick up more. As you were going through, did you find after that maybe that first failure or first success that you're like, all right, well, I I kind of just said, well, fuck it. I'm gonna go do this anyway. And then something positive happened. You're like, oh, shit. I said, fuck it. I just did what I wanted to do and good things happened. Let me try that again. And all of a sudden, you know, your mindset went from, hey, this is an idea to, hey, like, I don't give a, I'm just going to go and do this. I'm no mm -hmm. longer looking for permission. You know, I don't need mom and dad to give me approval. Because obviously a lot of men listening to this are family men or mm -hmm. they're younger men, maybe looking, they're more family oriented for obvious reasons, yeah. you know, and I can see, you know, well, my wife thinks it's crazy or my parents don't think this is a good idea. And at some point, without putting your family on the street, you have to go in on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, there's never going to be a perfect opportunity. But I, I, it's hard to describe jumping without knowing where you're going to land time after time after time, unless you do it. You know, that, that's, that's how I try to describe it. I'm like, I threw a fucking grenade in my path to fail, and I just mm -hmm. kept walking. And it worked. <laughs> so is that a skill set you developed through actions like that? Yeah. <sighs> I have always been the personality where I've never cared for the approval of others. So, you know, I don't give a fuck what people think. Like, I, I give a fuck what certain people think. But I always want to live life my way. Um, and I saw during the 2000, this is quite a while ago, 2007-2008 recession, you know, my parents, they're, they're, they had an underwater mortgage. They had a foreclose in the house, moving to a different one. Um, and I saw where I lived and where I grew up in the United States, in California, Southern California, 
it was something around like one in four, one in three people lost their homes where I lived. Um, and the reason why I bring that up is because I realized at that point in time, I, I didn't know an alternative vision of the future at all. It's like, well, what's the better way to live your life? But I realized whatever the narrative was as to following the rules, get a regular job, do what you're told, rely on mainstream authorities, all that shit, it was not reliable because that clearly did not work the fuck out for millions and millions of people. So, you know, part of my 20s was kind of figuring that out. Yeah. Now, when I finally got a somewhat of a vision to do that, I realized that there are no set paths. Yeah, back in 2015, 16, there, there's no, there's no blueprint game plan. Oh, don't worry, bro. Just do this. And then this is going to happen. And you just follow the steps and shit's going to work out for you. It's like, no, every, everyone that came along doing this, myself, Ed, you know, Tanner, yourself, you realize that you are in fact, you know, chopping your way to the forest and you can use north, south, east, west, and hopefully you maintain a cardinal direction, but you don't know what the fuck you're going to encounter. You don't know. And you have to have that self-belief. I didn't have blowback from like my parents per se. Um, I had a lot of criticism from like the fitness industry, like people I was friends with where they, they, you know, they were making the suggestion, you know, just, just work a training job. Like why not, why not open a gym? Why not, you know, you know, come work for me. Why not do this? Uh, you know, like we just have this business. You know, do you really think this is going to work out being this guy in the internet where like, people like are going to, you know, listen to you this way? Like, I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't seem like such a good idea. And I just fucking ignored all of it. I'm like, you guys are fucking boring. You're small minded. You know, like on a very basic level, like, you know, what does it mean to be small minded? You, it means you, you want to play the game safe because you don't want to be judged. You don't want to have people doubting you. You don't want to be worrying about well, what about people think. You rather people be able to look at you and be like, okay, that guy's all right. He's doing what, all of us are doing, but guess what? Most people live average, mediocre fucking lives for a reason. Why? Because they're not adventurous. There's no, there's no fucking bravery. There's no courage. Anything they do, they're following the rules. They're following the steps. They're following the formula for what you know a, a good guy is supposed to do with his life. You know, based upon what their parents did, based upon what their fucking you know graduating class did. You know, or whatever their particular career modality is. You know, then you see people now in all these different industries doing this adventurous shit. It's like, wow, what are they doing? They took a fucking chance on themselves. The greatest investment you can make as an individual is in yourself. If you want your time to be of infinite value, how is that going to happen? No one is going to give you that value. You have to create it. Yeah, that was what I realized in 2016. I was working for a gym, working for a business, and I busted my ass for that fucking business. And I got paid shit, like this dog shit. I was, I was getting paid less like minimum wage. You know, thinking they were going to give me this some big payout. I didn't negotiate the money. I, I was working with friends, thought that, hey, I'm working with my bros. They'll come through come through for me. They didn't. And I had this sort of, this, I don't want to call it a revelation, but you have those, those epiphany moments where you, I realized if I worked this hard on myself for my own business for a year, I would be so vastly far ahead than this situation of working for someone else. I worked for someone else. Look what it got me. Imagine if I put this amount of time into my life my business, my brand, you know, my you know, reputation, uh, you know, my audience, man, I bet, I bet I could fucking make some progress. And that's what I did. You know, but that, that, that first month I did that, like, I remember the first time I made money online. It was, I made like what, $200 a month, $200 the first month. It wasn't a fucking income. I had to move back home for the first year. And with my parents, I was like 27, which is, you know, that's not, again, it's not fucking glamorous. All no one's to say that shit. What are you doing to get off the ground? I'm living with my parents because I have to pay rent. But you know what? That 200 went from 200 to 800 to 1,000. I remember the first month I made 3,000. I remember the first sale I made, Achilles program, which that program now has made me tens and tens of thousands of dollars. 
always making money from that program. I remember the first time I sold it, it was like, two, I think it was 2017. And she, I think I made like $3,500 in like a day. I was just fucking shocked. Yeah, that, that, that's fucking chump change money, you know, for anyone that's obviously, you know, super wealthy. But, you know, for myself at the time, I was like, holy shit, I just made like in a day where I'd probably make like a fucking month when I was a trainer or, you know, like three weeks. God damn, like, like this, this can really happen. And I just kept going. And I mean, the number of fuck ups along the way, I've had so many, like, I can't even, I don't remember them. The number of times I have screwed up fucking sales, screwed up fucking newsletters, screwed up fucking programs, forgotten shit, you know, like, or, you know, just like the mess of like learning logistics. Like it, it, was, it was constant all the fucking time, you know, super inefficient shit I did, but I just kept going. I kept going because you just gradually refine the processes. Um, and then once you have those victories, you know, like that, where you start making the money, you start having the audience growth. You have people that are giving you really positive feedback who are um, giving you that, uh, that kind of energy. Then what other people say, you know, whether it's your family or, you know, maybe it's, it's your wife. Well, now you have some proof. You know, if you, if you really need to show them proof of like, I know you doubted me, but look what I've done so far. Now, if I do this another six months, another 12 months, another 18 months. Um, but that, that's, you know, that's what it means to have faith. Now, when we talk about God, like, uh, you know, God helps those who helps themselves. You know, what is God asking for? God is asking you to have faith in your belief to persevere. He's asking you to have courage. He's not telling you that you're going to be gifted something. He's telling you that there will be gifts given to you if you have that grand sense of self-reliance. If you have that divine sense of belief in thyself, then something extraordinary can happen. But most guys don't have that. You know, they could, they could, but that's what that that is where they're lacking in the spiritual. That's exactly where it was hitting, you know, and that's why again this conversation. Men need to hear this, like they need to understand it that there's there's an element to this that's somewhat missed and can only be lived or learned through experience. You know, you can easily say, "All right, yeah, Zach, you know, it's awesome because you get to stay at home with the family. Like, of course, your wife's going to support this." I'm like, you guys gloss over so easily me kicking her out of my bedroom when I was doing a podcast in there, making literally zero dollars for years. And I'm like, babe, you're on the couch tonight. Like, I got to do a podcast <laughs> with somebody. And then, dude, it's funny you bring that up. So I'll, I'll kind of include this story as well. Yeah. You know, I had nothing yeah. to sh- like, again, nothing to show for it. And then I ran a 31 DTM and it was early December, like the end of November into December. Mm-hmm. And I made 10 grand in like a week. I remember that. And remember dude, the first time you ran that. And I was just like what this and then Jackie's like oh I love that you do all this writing and all this stuff and you lead this and she's all proud I'm like it's easy now for people to see that part of it it's hard to see me dealing with it you know hey this is gonna work I believe in this there was years of that before there was ever like hey I got you know all the Christmas gifts we're good you know don't worry about anything so Mm -hmm. it's but that's a part of it we would look at well how do you get mental freedom you know to be free from the trolls to be free from family anybody holding you down courage you have the bravery to face them you go forward. You know, that's how you do it. So to see you make in 2020 your year, that started, you know, 2010, having the bravery to go out and get after it. And for anybody listening, that's that's on that precipice about to jump. The only way to find out if you're if you have what it takes to deserve that life and deserve that freedom is when you jump. Then you'll know, like, I'm in this, I'm doing this. And then you just make it work. You like I know the whole ship's burned. That's an easy one to say. There's no retreat. Mm-hmm. Dude, there, there is a retreat. You can quit at a lot of things. All you have to do is delete the account. You know, if I'm scared of Twitter, delete. Oof, Zach's gone. You know, that's very, very simple to do. You know what's hard? Pushing through. Do you know why it's working? 
I push through, you push through the men who are winning and continuing to grow. They just keep going. You know, there's just, there's a certain type of mindset and people get pissed off when you say they don't deserve something. But I, I, I believe we should not be treating freedom like participation trophies. You don't just hand it out. If you want to be free, earn it, go fight for it. No, that's very true. I mean, like I said, nothing is granted. It has to be earned, but you know, to your point about, you know, the first, I remember the first time you did the 31 uh, day challenge and I, I knew that ended up being success for you, but that, that's one of the interesting things about the process of doing this is that when we looked at, when we look at people that are role models, just in whatever capacity, we're acknowledging that they are ahead of us in something. So we look at someone who's very disciplined, wow, that's really impressive. Like I want to be like that person. You know, we're acknowledging that, well, I don't have that kind of discipline, but I, maybe I could have the kind of discipline that they have or I could aspire to it. So you have, you know, every idol that you have or every idea that you have is always something above you um, or beyond you, probably a better way of saying it. You know, for these types of things where people want to create their own businesses, you know, whatever their profession, domain, skill is, you have to recognize that you are now going to be doing, you're, you you're now going to be doing something that is beyond your current state of capability. So it's, it's going to stretch you. It's going to require more of you than you've previously ever done. Do you have that in you? you know, this is why I like to, I, I use this term all the time, that men have depth and breadth. Like a man is supposed to be an infinite thing, a man of infinity. I think I had a presentation at 21 kind of about this. Yeah, you know, what does that mean? And I, I don't say man of infinity to be uh, you know, mystical sounding, esoteric and all that, some magical shit. Like it means that human beings, men, you have infinite Potential, you have infinite capacity. Can you tap into that? Is there an actual limit to what you're capable of achieving in you know, an area? Some things there are, and a lot of places there are not. You know, something as basic as making money, is there a cap as to how much money you can make? In theory, no, there's not. Anyone could, you know, anyone could be a fucking hundred billionaire if, if they had the vision, had the desire, and they want to create and work for something. Um, yeah, that's, that's very heady out there. You know, could you make your salary working for yourself, you know, uh, you know, versus working for somebody else. I think that's within any man's you know, potential. It's, you know, especially in the modern world where you have all the tools. Every, everyone has the same tools now. The tools that a corporation has, you have those same tools. You know, the, the digital playing field has sort of leveled the game in that way. But when you talk about being a man of infinity, when I talk about being a man of infinity, that's what I'm referring to. You have that potential. You have the possibility there might be that substance in you that you can go for it, you can do something, you know, like you did for a long time, but you're making no money. But you know what? You're challenging yourself. You're grinding away this belief that I can find some way to access men. I can tap into their potential because that's what that's what that challenge was. It wasn't like you you iterated. Oh, here's this super special product. It's like, no, I, I because I'm being challenged right now. I created a challenge for other men, and holy shit, now I have synergy between those two things. You know, now it's something valuable. Like, how do I develop myself as a man? Very basic level. I have to challenge myself. I have to test my strength, I have to test my courage, I have to test my mentality. You know, how do I do that? Oh, fuck. This guy has given me a model of challenge. He's given me a test I can put myself through. That's valuable. That's extremely valuable, infinitely valuable, because you don't know what that's going to catalyze into you know, after you complete it, you know, if you complete it. Do you, have, do, you have, do you have it in you to complete it? Um, yeah, and that's, that's something that, you know, like you were saying you know, prior, like people don't realize the depth of these kinds of things until you are in the act of doing them. Um, yeah, that's why yeah, I'm, I'm notorious for probably saying this, like a lot of my AMAs and things, it's like go out and try things. D you know, don't ask for my permission, especially for younger guys. You know, what should I do? Go fucking experiment. 
you, like you don't need anyone to condone your decision making that way. You have to have your own agency. Try it, do it, see what happens. And I'd go to the point of do what you want, not what you think you're supposed to do. Because the, the moment you start trying to be the person you think you're supposed to be is the moment you lose who you are. And that then you're fucked. Because now you got to keep up with that expectation of others instead of like, this is just who I am and how I operate. Yeah, that, that lots, that's the imitation game that I, I try to dissuade people from. Like you know, when you were talking about um, you know, like that interaction you had on Twitter, whatever it was, you know, with like you got super pissed off these dudes. Um, which is, you know, it's a common experience for anyone that ever blows up online or just has any sort of like online interaction of like, suddenly you got trolls or you got, or, you know, or like myself, you're getting doxxed and mobbed and you're like, oh my God, there's people with just all this negative attention on me. Everything we do is always done with a mimetic instinct. So human beings inherently, we learn by copying each other. We learn by mimicking, we learn by imitation. And that goes into every interaction we have. When we get negative attention from someone, our first instinct is to give the negative attention back, which you know seems like it's like, oh, someone's talking shit to me, I have to say shit back. I'm like, no, you don't. By reciprocating on that interaction, now you're making what they said meaningful. Now you're feeding into this negative energy loop. Yeah, and that's, that's what wrecks a lot of people on their online game, on their online interactions, just in general, whether they have a brand or not, they get online, Oh man, this pissed me off. Then you have to express that you're pissed off. Then you have to get into an argument with other people about being pissed off. And tw Twitter is so toxic. Facebook is so fucking toxic. Like Instagram just makes me so upset. Like everything upsets them because you're seeing negativity, giving negativity, reciprocating negativity. And what does that do? It drains you of energy. If you want to break out of those imitation games, you have to learn to overcome the instinct of wanting to react to everything. You have to preserve your energy. You, you have to make people's opinions that way, this meaningless. Oh, someone said some shit about you, Ajax. And some, okay. Sh shoulder shrug. <laughs> That's where it ends. I, I, or you get I, that yeah. sheep gif. <laughs> yeah, thumbs like, up, buddy. Th thumb, thumbs up. Good for them. I hope <laughs> that they. I hope they feel lots of strong things about me. I don't. I don't care. Um, and at the same time, when you're trying to you know, develop yourself as a man, it's normal to look at other men and be like, "I want to be like that guy. I want to have what he has. You know, I want to emulate these certain qualities." Emulating. Other people's fine. You know, everyone has sort of the same set of universal qualities that way, especially for masculinity. But you have to develop your own identity. And that's not going to come from copying people. As soon as you get into these, you know, I, 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 again, I, I always advise, you know, this is my younger audience. I'm always telling them to, you know, to avoid this. Like as soon as you start looking at someone else, it's like I want to I be like him. Now you're no longer like yourself. Yep. You're, you're just a shitty fucking imitation. You know, who, who are you? You know, well, how, how do I find out who I am? Again, this is an esoteric. Well, to find out who you are, you have to put yourself through experiences that require you to pull some unknown sub substance out of you. Do things that are unfamiliar to you. Actually, you know, reflect. Aristotle, unexamined life. You know, what, do, what do I really enjoy? What am I serious about? What are things that I do where they awaken that fire in me? I can't give you those answers. No, none of us can give you those answers. You have to find those answers yourself. But once you start the process of doing that and you gradually as a man over time, what, what happens ideally, you become a more concrete, more defined individual. You become someone where when people think of you, they have a very powerful image in their mind. They have a very powerful impression. That doesn't happen randomly. That happens on purpose. So now you're living your life with purpose. But who gave you that purpose? No one gave it to you. You created it. Exactly. Like that fire within. I think that that plays well 
to the mental side of the house. And it also bleeds into the next part, which is the physical. You know, you were talking about the depth and the breadth of men. What are they capable of? There are limitations to what you're physically capable of if you are not training yourself physically. And you recently, you put yourself, I saw the thing that I believe it was Tristan that put it up that, you know, you're out here crushing the weights, but then you went and you were throwing down with the Muay Thai guys and it was just mm-hmm. a different level. And again, yeah. to, to bring this back, people look at you. You've been training for years. You are a professional trainer. That's what you like. You lift, you train others. You are a fitness, you know, you're the fitness guru on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now they think that means everything's easy for you. It's just made for you. You don't have to push as hard. You know, you're not, you're just strong and you have it. Your body's optimized, but you were sharing, you're like, yeah, you went out there and it's just a totally different level of conditioning, totally new arena for you. I mean, I don't believe you were fighting before mm-hmm. that. So that's your yeah. first real, like no shit fighting. And I think in that moment when I saw it, I was like, dude, if, Hey, it makes perfect sense. Like, why would you not go out and challenge yourself and get that experience while you were there? But B yeah, men do new things always. Even if it's uncomfortable, you just put yourself in that position. And I, I could see it just that strips away any excuse from any man who's saying, well, I, I can't work out because I got my, my wife and kids. You make time, you know, well, I can't, my job is so stressed. You make time. You, you do the thing that's uncomfortable. You push through that. And I was wondering if you could talk to your, I mean, physically, obviously you've been doing this forever, mm-hmm. but to go even further, to continue to chase that, to do the Muay Thai, why? I mean, the reason why did I do Muay Thai? So, I mean, if I go back to training, I've always loved to train, but there's only two things I've ever really enjoyed. I love dancing and I like fighting. As it happened with going to college, I went to college for a dance degree. Mm-hmm. I want to be a dancer. That didn't work out. And I had a long period of years, you know, in my basically 20s, where I on and off tried to get back into like doing martial arts, but I could never quite devote the necessary time to it. Had to make money, you know, had to work as a trainer, and I was still lifting weights. Um, you know, sort of dabbled with like trying powerlifting, didn't have the physical skill set for that. Dabbled with bodybuilding, don't have the genetics for that at all. I'm a lanky guy. I'm 6'2". When I started training, I weighed like 160. I don't have mass genetics. I don't have strength genetics. I don't pretend to be the strongest guy, nor do I pretend to be the biggest guy. Um, I have like like a swimmer physique. Uh, So I had this period of time where I'm lifting weights, and I was just fucking bored with life. I was trying to dance. I had a bunch of injuries. I had a hernia surgery. had like an Achilles strain, tore my MCL. I'm like, this is is not working out. Like, I I need to let this go. Yeah, there comes a point in time where a man needs to put away childish things, which I think oftentimes gets construed as you know, like put away the games, put away the comic books. It, it, that is relevant, but it's also that you have certain dreams, aspirations as a child, and they fulfill your desires as that adolescent. And they might be things that you legitimately grow out of as you mature. And when I started dancing, when I was like teenager, it was, it was because I want girls. I want to be around girls. I want to meet women. I got older. I didn't need that to meet women. It didn't have the same satisfaction it once did. So I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like dancing, honestly. It doesn't have the same meaning that once did. It lost its meaning. It did. Um, so I'm like, I grew out of this. And then when I went to Romania, I was with the Tate brothers. And you know they're not bodybuilders, lifters. They're fighters. And so we did a bit of training there. And it, I fucking loved it. And I got my ass beat because, of course, you would. Because fighting is its own distinct skill set. But it awakens this sort of fire in me once more i'm like fuck like i like i I love this like i should this is what i should be doing so i got back to the united states this is 2019 now 2019 i think 2019 
started doing some karate again, uh, started sort of getting back into like fighting shape. And then as it happened, I was able to go to Thailand. Now I could sort of pursue it wholeheartedly, train how I want to. Um, you know, but was it like it easy? Of course it wasn't fucking easy. Yeah, I mean, this is something that like, I, I'm always amazed that men think this shit and it's not just about fighting, but anything physical. It's like the guy where I had this happen for years. I get a new client. Uh, we go to do push-ups, you know, pull-ups. Sucks at him. Because he's fucking weak. And it is, it's surprised by it. I've never understood this, but just, it happens. Like, <laughs> go, go do push-ups. You're like, oh man, I can, I can, I can barely do 10 push-ups. Like, yeah, yeah. You that's why to, you're here. That's, yeah, what that's we're why doing. you're here. <laughs> yeah, goes do a pull-up. Oh, fuck. I, fuck, I can't do one. Like, how come I can't do a pull-up? I'm like, is this, is this a rhetorical question? Are you really asking? <laughs> like, when, when was the last time you did pull-ups? Uh, I mean, it really haven't worked out since college. I'm 36 now. I'm like, so you're surprised that you're shitty at something that you don't fucking do. It, it's surprising to you that you are physically incapable when you don't train. Muay Thai and fighting, I, I've never had the fear that some guys have, like, I want to get hit. I, I don't care if I get hit in the face. Doesn't, I, pain doesn't bother me. But in terms of just the sheer stamina endurance, uh, guess what? Fighting is not fucking cycling. Throwing punches is not fucking lifting weights. Yeah, I, I dramatically changed my training the past year in regards to how I you know, train outside of the fight gym. Um, and like, was it hard? I, I don't call anything hard personally. Was it challenging? Of course it fucking was. I had I, I, the, the first few months I was with Sagat, um, you know, we're training every day. I had fucking knee tendonitis. I had Achilles tendonitis. I left every fucking training session fucking with cramps, like just shaking because your nervous system is burned out. I would sweat probably at least eight pounds of water. Um, I remember the first time I had to throw like kicks in a row. I threw like 30 kicks. And it was just gas. You know, I'm like, I'm fucking like trying to see through the fog. Yeah. You know, at the end of training with him for six months, I was throwing 150 kicks in a row. You know, and like I could do it and like get my wind back and then go hit the fucking bag. But those 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 first few weeks, first few months, like just it fucking I won't say it killed me, but yeah, it it it, it took grit. You know, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do anything, especially for fighting, if you're going to fight with any level of seriousness, you're gonna have to fucking push yourself. That that's just a given. Now, you could apply every kind of motivational mantra to that. This is hard shit. You know, this ain't for pussies, all that. Like, yeah, guys. If you are training your body for physical violence and you are doing that you know, with 100% dedication, it will put you through a gauntlet. If you come out the other side, you're going to have increased confidence, well-being, you know, a certain kind of satisfaction to living that is really unreplicable. Um, you know, how I feel now, I, I, I feel like a fucking living god, if I'm being honest. It feels amazing. Um, how I felt at the beginning, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to take some work. It's going to take a lot of work, but it's worthwhile. You know, so the guys were... <laughs> I mean, when, I don't know, when men make excuses that, you know, they can't train or, you know, I don't have the time and shit's hard. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you? That's, you're, and, and that's you're, the you're, nail on the head. That I'm just like, what do, you, I, what do you want me to say to that? I, I'm, you're, you're, what the fuck am I supposed to say to that? No, I, like, I don't know. You're supposed to be a man. What makes a man different from a woman? Women are creatures of leisure. Women like to be home. They like to be comfortable. Obviously, you know, there's some women that are athletic. Okay, but bullshit, bullshit, outliers, you know, like masculine, feminine. What makes a man a man? What makes a man a man more anything else is physical capacity. It is strength. That is the number one differential. You have a larger skeleton. You have many, many, many times higher testosterone levels. Your body is literally made to take more damage. You got fucking knuckles that if you hit someone with, it hurts. Girls, they hit something with their knuckles, their hand fucking breaks. You have a thicker skull. 
you have more skeletal mass. Like you are made to be physical. You know, whether you want to call it God or evolution, you've been we have you have been brought into existence at this point in time where your number one attribute that defines masculinity is your physical character. It's your it's your strength. You know, why the fuck are you ignoring that? I, I don't know. Like I've I've never gotten a good answer from anybody, but some for some reason guys think they can ignore it. There okay. isn't one. Okay. It, when when I deal with anybody looking to overhaul, you know, they come to me, hey, Zach, I want to fix my life. I'm like, dude, it's it's mind, body, spirit. Like you do all three at once. I was like, but if I had to pick one, it's the body. If you if you start put if start there, just get your routine, start going forward. You, you mentally, you'll develop your grit. When you start seeing the wizard, you know, from pushing yourself to that limit, you'll you'll find God. So you start training the spirit. I was like, but physically, you have to be capable. And I think a lot of men, not I think, I know, I know for a fact, a lot of men, whether it be me, you know, look around the community at the other dads that I'm my peers or the men I'm interacting with that are hit me up, you know, or the growth I see inside FOE. A lot of the men that join FOE, they want to get started. They get that accountability. They get dudes skipping through the fluff and saying, unfuck your situation, unfat yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then they do it. And all of a sudden, like, hey, my marriage is better. Oh, hey, my kids, I can keep up with them. I'm like, yeah, dude, like this isn't a secret. This is an open thing. Like this, this is known. <laughs> but it takes, again, you have to just push yourself and jump without really knowing where you're going to land. You're going to feel like shit. It's going to hurt. You're going to be sore. There's going to be pain. That's okay. You have to earn the freedom, you know, quote unquote, freedom to be Mm -hmm. physically capable, to have that breadth of a man, to have that depth of a man, you know, and to your point on Sagat and 30 kicks to 150, you fought for the freedom that your body now has. And I really like guys need to fucking understand that. Like it needs to go through. It doesn't magically happen. You're like, I'm surprised you can't do pull-ups. You don't do them. You know, like it's not magic. This isn't magic here. You know, the, the magic, there's a form of magic everyone has access to. That's alchemy. You know, this, this, so that alchemy is a very ancient practice. This idea that you can take one element and turn it into another. You know, how can I take nothing and turn it into something? Um, this is kind of like a little bit Jungian, but whatever. We'll go with it. So alchemy. Okay, how can I be a magician? How can I access magic in my life? You know, how, can I get, you know, how can I have power? Since it is a form of power. It, it, it is the power that human beings have. How do you do that? Well, you can put yourself into a training environment and you're going to find out that you're not really capable of shit the first day because you're weak. But then if you keep showing up and keep expending effort, your body adapts beyond the point that you're currently existing at. So you have strength potential that is unknown to you, but you can reach it. So you're taking nothing. You're taking your shitty weak upper body and skinny fucking legs that can barely do squats. And if you keep pushing yourself to your limit, your limit keeps extending. So you're taking nothing and now you're turning into something and now something becomes more and now something compounds. That's why lifting weights for men is such is so therapeutic. That's why it's served like that. I want to say it solves all problems, but it solves a lot of problems. It makes men realize that they have the, the capacity to be powerful. Day one, you suck. You're weak. Day 300, shit, I'm a lot fucking stronger. And how'd you do it? It was, didn't come because you went from training three hours a week to 90 hours or something ridiculous. You could get physically fit training four hours a week. Never need to be more than four hours in a lot of cases. But what you're capable of in those hours keeps growing. And that capability extends out and transfers over to every area of your life. What other areas of your life are you capable of more? What other areas of your life can you have power in? 
it's an incredible, I want to say transcendent. I don't know if that's the right word. It's an incredible yeah, growth. It is. All right. It is. So transcendent, you know, when you see the man go from who he was to who he could be and how that opportunity is presented to every single man. Like every, every single human being, maybe not all. There are, again, if we're going to do our disclaimers, the outliers mm-hmm. of this, like there are people literally mm-hmm. born into slavery. Like I'm not talking about them. A lot of people living in developed nations, you have your phone and they use this device and it makes them feel bad about themselves. And it's like this personal device you have, you touch it and then you feel sad. You have access to the whole world. You could touch that thing and become the best father, the best man, the, the most educated, certified, what the fuck ever. And you could live that life where you're happy and you're smiling. You, like, you don't have to be the average. And I've recently been on this little kick about, like, I fucking hate the average. I see the, these sad kids and these sad wives and these sad husbands. And I'm like, you could be so fucking happy. Like, you, you genuinely could be such in a bet. Everybody could be so much happier if you change the most minute of your behaviors. Like, let's get rid of this thing, this thing, and this thing. And your whole lives will change. And it's like, who are you waiting permission from? Like, like what is stopping that from happening? And I don't know if it's an example of not having enough peers to hold them accountable or it's just, that's easier, you know, but people listening to this podcast, I don't want you to be a well-listened individual. I want you to take (laughs) the information and apply it to your life. That's good. (laughs) Like, I'm glad you're here, but the whole point of me doing this, the whole point of talking to, to AJ about this is the discussion, is the application of the information. Like, you don't say, Alexander, come on so you can hear us chat. Like, that's cool. Go to 21Con. We can sit and have a meal. But fuck, you're here now. You're listening. This could be your day. Like, this could be that moment where you're like, fuck these behaviors. I'm going to change. And then in six months, come back and fit, send us a DM. Cool. Thanks, dudes. I, I think a lot of it's a lack. Of, I'm going to say a lot of it. One, one of the reasons. There's lots of reasons. But perhaps a crux is the lack of standards, especially in modern society. People are not held to standards anymore. The concept of having standards is, you know, bad, you know, uh, supremacist. Um, oh, hi, mom. This is a video <laughs> chat, but thank you for coming in. Um, Give a shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out to AJ's mom. Um, hi, a lot- AJ. No, this is this is this is Zach. He's calling me AJ. Oh, are you telling me that? No, it's sorry. This is good. I'm not even editing this out. This is all staying. <laughs> Yeah, for everyone wondering, oh yeah, how can we do this parents' house? Um, I have a condo in Florida that I leased, but it won't be ready until February 18th. It's so all a sham. You were yeah. broke, and you it's had to move back sham. in. I'm, I'm it's broke. all fake. I've been living at home the whole time. I was over in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, that was another guy. I took my pictures. It took his pictures and edited my face. And um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, this the Florida move is happening in like a week from now, or seven days, whatever, six days. But uh, you're going to back to the point about lack of standards. One of the things when I was in Thailand, when you're, when you're in a fight gym, like a serious fight gym, everyone is held to a high fucking standard. Because you have to be, because it's, it's life or death. You know, because if you get lazy, you're going to get fucking, you know, knee in the face, you know, elbowed, punched, you know, taken down, thrown, whatever. Like, you have to be held to a standard. And there's a crew, and I, I forget his name. I couldn't pr- pronounce his name in Thai to save my life. But he talked about when you give your energy every day, in the gym, your energy doesn't come from your mind. It comes from your heart. And if you want more energy, if you want to have more power, and in Thailand is a very transcendent place. You know, they're very, they're a religious people. It's a Buddhist country. They're very metaphysical. So, you know, power is a real thing. To have power is something, you know, tangible that you can possess and be an instrument of. But if you want to have power, you want to have the power to fight. You want the power to, you know, 
uh, go on, the power to endure, you have to give everything you have in your heart every single time you train. And if you don't fully deplete that, then you'll never evolve beyond that. You know, so every training session, no matter what, no matter what you're doing, you have to give it everything. You know, tired, tired. You know, you you've, you've you know, I kind of I'm gonna do my tie impression. Like you, you give energy. You tired. You tired. Energy go here, but the energy come back here. And you'll every day, every day, more energy, more energy, more power. You know, that's how you build yourself. And when you're in that environment, you're held to a physical standard. You're held to a spiritual standard. You know, people don't necessarily care. Like, oh, can you get through the workout? You know, without gassing yourself, it's expected that everyone's going to gas themselves out at some point. You know, but are you pushing yourself? Do you have that determination, that grit? It doesn't necessarily matter if you win or lose. It's that you give it your all every time. If you do that, then you are a fighter. You have a fighter's heart. If you don't do that, then your heart's weak. You know, the Thais will talk about this with young kids. Since in Thailand, it's a very normal thing to start Muay Thai when you're five, six, seven years old. And the kids start fighting almost immediately. They'll train for two or three months, and they start fighting. Maybe a year, and they have their first fight. They're eight years old. You're now a professional. And maybe you fight a few times, but you don't like getting punched in the face. You don't like losing. You, you don't have the heart. Maybe you lose three fights in a row, but you want the heart still there, so you keep fighting. So it's very common for, for ties. They'll have like 200 fights, maybe 50 losses. It was 200 fights, but you know what? They won the other fucking 150. Yeah. But they're losing like every third or fourth fight. But they have the heart. Loss doesn't matter because it allows them to build themselves up again. Um, you know, in the West, in you know, modern society, how many people hold themselves to that kind of fucking standard for anything? You know, what standards do you have in your life where I will never allow myself to go below this? I will only work every day to go above it. You know, is there anything? For most people, the answer is no. Yeah, they're doing the fucking minimum. Yeah, that's exactly why they're stuck where they are, though. And that's why, I mean, I've gotten messages of people saying my blog post only got 10 views. I'm like, dude, I've spent hours on posts that got zero. Like, that's, that's, 10 is more than zero, motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, you just keep going. Like, I don't know, again, what you want me to say. Like, just, okay, write more. You know, it's funny on the topic of writing. I did a 31 and 21 challenge and somebody's like, oh, was it hard? I was like, no, it wasn't hard to write. Like, it's 31 blog posts, 31 podcasts in 31 days. Easy. Yeah. I was like, the only person on this planet that could outwrite me is probably AJ Cortez. <laughs> like that dude, like he runs like, like maybe outwriting God. Like, like if he really tried to, I was like, so that dude, like he can, has an output, but it's one of those things where you set the mind, you do the thing. There's mm -hmm. not a discussion to be had on it. Just set your mind, go do the thing, you know, and you, you touched on spirituality and kind of tapping into that beyond the body, you know, the heart. And again, that's, that's the third element that I wanted to talk to, you know, physically we spoke about like, you have to go do when you're uncomfortable, all these things that will get you to where all of a sudden you're at the beach and you feel a little more free. You literally worked yourself to freedom physically, but also you can run and keep up with your kids. You can climb if there's a fire or some shit you got to do. Like you're free to move. Your body is strong. You can go, you're capable. But with the soul, this goes into little, little less tangible. You know, when it comes to connecting with people, connecting with the world, being the person who can find purpose and unity when everybody else is freaking the fuck out, you know, how does your soul flourish to those points? You know, and how have you been able to maintain that? Because again, like in my, my social peers, my physical peers, mm -hmm. there's not much connection going on there. I talk to men in FOE. I talk to, you know, you guys, uh, Tanner, Ed, like the guys that I have come up with, you know, in the internet yeah. realm, but it's, it's not really local. I had to go out and find them in like the random fucking spots of the, the electronic world. But every one of you and, and the men in FOE and a lot of the guys I've come across, there's this sense of, it's like that fire inside we were talking about. That sense of like, look, we're, 
the whole world has told me I'm fucked. And yet here I am standing strong saying I'm good. I'm just going to keep going and winning. How have you cultivated and maintained that this entire time? Because it's motivating as fuck. Part of it, I think a major aspect of it, you have to have congruence. And you know, like going back to the point about not playing imitation games, not responding to negative attention, having self-belief. If your actions are reflective of your aspirations and your values, where those, those things are in alignment with each other. What you are doing is true to yourself. What you are doing is pushing you. What you are doing is requiring more of you. You're increasing your vibration as a human being. You're increasing your energy that way. You know, on a very basic level, you are someone who just seems to get a lot of shit done. Wow, you're a really productive person. If we if we make it very plain talk, uh, and then and by doing that, you will. And this is something that again you can't categorize it, but has happened. You come into contact with individuals who are doing the same thing. I use fighting you know, as an example. You go to Thailand. You do Muay Thai. You want to go to the serious gyms. Everyone has a similar mindset because they're after the same thing. They're after that perfection that gauntlet of the body. They want to keep harding themselves and putting themselves into the fire. Oh, wow, this is really fucking cool, this environment. And that's an environment. That's yeah, the one example of fighting gym, of course. But then there is your life. If you have your own business, if you, if you are trying to develop your life on multiple fronts where you want to be the best you can be with your friends and family, you want to be the best you can be with your physical body. You want to take your mind to new places and learn new skill sets beyond the cognitive realm. As soon as you start pursuing these higher parts of living, you start pursuing these higher experiences, you will encounter people that are doing the same thing because those people obviously do exist. Not everyone is you know, existing, subsisting at this lower vibration level. So you meet like-minded people. Um, and, and that's very fulfilling. You know, it's very fulfilling and it's, it's affirmation, not that you needed approval, but it's like, oh shit, I'm not the only one doing this. There are, there are other people that want more from life. Um, yeah, like I, yeah, I make this joke all the time. Like I'm retired. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not because I am, but because, you know, my life, my lifestyle, you know, for most people, it's like, it doesn't look like I do anything that's like real work. Right. Yeah. But my work is a different kind. Yeah. My development as a human being is what gives me the substance to keep building my business. Yeah. Which is, which it's kind of a strange thing. It's a frightening thing. Right. If I told you that, you know what, your ability to make money, your whole livelihood is going to be predicated solely upon your own development as a man. So if you don't become fucking heroic, everything fails. That's kind of fucking wild, I think. It's like, it's I, badass. Most, I, I don't know if most <laughs> people want to do that. It's like, oh, okay, guess what, bro? If you fail at this, your whole life fucking fails. If you can become the hero, then it's a success. Then you, you know, you'll reach the mountaintop. Um, you know, people, men do things where they want to, they want to be champion. They want to reach a pinnacle, you know, but to, have your entire existence hinge on that. That's how I look at it. Like if I want, I could, I could very easily kick back and say, I'm just going to keep producing some fitness programs. My income will stay the same. My lifestyle will stay the same. I'll just be you know, another guy on the internet making good money. Cool. That's not that interesting. I I'm fucking bored saying that. I'm like, I want more, but if I want more from this, I have to be more myself. So I have to grow. My soul has to grow. It's funny. You, you have to go deeper. You know, and, and look at it all and see where it is. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that people are having is they're caught in the static. They, they don't have a, a signal that's, all right, this is my soul and that's where we're headed. There's so many distractions and so many, 
like I said, just like white noise that's in the way, whether it be trolls, whether maybe that goes back to mindset, whether it be their physique, they're filled with processed crap. So they're feeling down on themselves. Now we're back to body, you know, but then their soul, like, what is the purpose? What is the point of this? What is it? What is it that you, what is that calling to a higher level of performance? And I think the static is getting in the way of many where if they just dropped the bullshit and did the simple things that aren't glamorous, dude, eat better, lift consistently and go push yourself in your endeavor, be it writing, be it making videos, be it woodworking, what the fuck ever, you know, just go do the thing. Don't worry about telling the whole world about it. Just go do it. You know, I would, I would bet that we, you know, you said something the other day, if men had TRT and were lifting, they wouldn't need therapy. I think a lot of these men, a lot of these broken families, you know, they would be a lot better if they just did what they wanted to do, let their soul flourish and stop trying to keep up with the Joneses or the next hot topic or reacting to what they're mad about in the news that day. Dude, it would literally change lives. It would change. I would change society. I'd go so far to say. Oh, we live in a world of distractions. I mean, that's why people like, uh, you know, the United States, like, how can you want, like, you're really going to leave? You're going to live somewhere else? Yeah, I am. Dude. And people yeah, are messaging I, me about you, Zach. What do you think about AJ saying America? I was like, dude, he's living his life. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Shame on you! <laughs> what, like, live your fucking life. Don't don't be blind allegiance to any form of land. Just do your like. What is best for you? Do that thing. Yeah, well, yeah. The thing is, I take a very long view of history. Um, people have immigrated to America. Yeah, one time America was a place to immigrate to. People have immigrated away or have started to. America is the best country in the world for making money. Is America the best country in the world where you are going to live your life to the heroic level that you want in an environment that's conducive to that and not have to deal with bullshit? No, by my estimation, living in the US, it's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit every fucking day and the bullshit's increasing. Now, this is not a new story. It's you can say you can say history very readily and find parallels. Okay, you have a techno-fascist corporate government. You have the normalization of political violence, normalization of censorship. These things will simply accelerate, increase the time. I love the United States. I grew up in California. I, w- I wish California functioned better than it did, than it does. It does not. I deal, I deal in realities this way. I don't deal in idealism you know, when it comes to a nation state. You know, things rise, things fall, things maybe fall apart, but they maintain themselves. US dollar's not going away, cool. US economy is the largest in the world, cool. You know, best country in the world to be able to have bank accounts in. Yeah, you, you, you have a lot of buying power, dollar goes far. You know, is this the place where I want to live and this is going to bring out the best of me? I don't feel like it is. And I'm not going to defend my choices. Well, why, why? I'm like, half of you guys who are asking this why, why are on here every fucking day lamenting all these terrible things you think are happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah, how, why is this happening? A civil war. You know, we need, we need a, a separation. Like I didn't, you know, the election was stolen. Oh, Biden's president. Like, I, I can't believe this political shit. I just can't believe it. Like, this is crazy. Are you really fucking surprised? Yeah, you know, writing's been on the wall for this shit for fucking years. Yeah, you know, before fucking Trump was president. Historically, people had an allegiance to their ethnic group. Let's get fucking racist. Your allegiance was to your particular clan. Not even to your ethnic group. It was like to a clan. Yeah. You know, so if you were, you know, if you were Irish. You know, you were to say proud being just Irish. It was like, oh, I'm from, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a McGovern. I'm a McGiss. Yeah. I'm a McDat. You know, those those motherfuckers over there. They're so the hill are my enemy. And then we get into like the 18th, you know, 19th, 20th century. Now it's like the nation state. Like it's not about your clan. It's not even necessarily about your ethnicity. It's about you know the national identity. Well, you're you're an Italian. 
Italy was at war with itself for fucking centuries. If you actually, if you actually go to any countries, you know, you actually die, you travel, you study history, you realize that this idea of having this super powerful loyalty to, you know, whatever, a national identity, it's a very recent phenomenon. You know, you're supposed to be super, super, super fucking proud of being, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Spaniard. You go to Spain and there's fucking breakaway areas within Spain, like the Basque people are like, we're Basque. Like we might live in Spain, but I'm a Basque person. You know, Spain is the, you know, the country, Spain is what this place is called. We've been here for 2000 years. Um, you go to Italy. Oh, Northern and Southern Italians don't like each other because of those motherfuckers and these motherfuckers and they fought 50,000 fucking wars. Like this is not a new thing. You know, so this, this rote, this rote sense of patriotism that like, you got to stay and fight, stay and fight fucking what? Stay and fight what? There's exactly. no fuck. There's no enemy here. We're not lining up. This isn't a fucking Napoleonic war where there's going to be sides and there's a clean break. That's not how shit goes. Things fall apart slowly with time. They remake themselves with time. Where are you treated best? Where is your life best? Is it here or is it someplace else? Are you willing to explore that? Because the, the irony is that your fucking ancestors, you know, the immigrants, the pilgrims, that's what the fuck they did. The Quakers didn't stay in fucking England and be like, oh, you should fucking stay and fight. Fight the English. You fucking pussies. Like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm not with the Church of England. I want to fucking practice my own shit. There's a colony on the other side of the Atlantic. Let's go try living there. And so they did. Same thing with every other fucking ethnic group that came here. You know, Irish, potato famine. Oh, uh, fuck, we're all starving to death. Well, you should fucking stick it out, fucking you bitch. Like, it might get better. Like, potatoes will grow back eventually. No, you know what? Like, Holy my shit. parents starved to death. I'm sick of this shit. Like, I'm going to go live in America. Polish, same fucking thing. You know, oh, there was a war here. The fucking, the, the, the fucking Jews or the Russians that immigrated from the United States. You know, I'm not really down with these pogroms. I don't want to stay and fight the fucking czarist communist government or the communist government. I'm sorry. It was, you know, czar at one time. But, but maybe we should just leave. You know, there's other places to live. Well, you, you've been here a long time. What a faggot for leaving. It's like, I don't feel like fucking having to deal with bullshit. So I'm going to go. I, see, this I think it. that speaks exactly to the soul, though. People, the guys asking, why? Why do you feel this calling? Because I, I know me. <laughs> I'm in tune with me. And I've never broached the subject directly, so I will hear so it's known mm-hmm. where I stand. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are two lines of thought I see. There are the dudes who are coming to me saying, you need to leave America. You know, America's bullshit. And I'm like, where have you been? Like, where have you ever been in your life? What other countries? I don't know. So you fucking saw some shit on YouTube or you heard somebody say it. Yeah. You inside your soul have no idea what you're comparing. You're just saying these things. Then there are the others who are like, look, I've, I've gone out. I like that. Like, I like the island life. I like whatever, you know, people go into the, some of the, the warmer climates, like South America. We got a few FOE dudes there. And they're like, yeah, dude, like, this is where we like it. I'm like, cool. You know, like, go do your thing. America is a great experiment. But I would, I would go so far to say that 98.9% of the dudes talking to you, challenging you, they're fucked up in America. They're doing nothing with themselves in America. And no matter where they go, no matter where they say like, what, what they're going to go do, they're going to be fucked up because they have no sense of self. They have no idea who they are as a man. So if you're you and you're fucked up in, in Rhode Island and you go to California because you're like, oh, I want to get away. Oh, they're fucked up. I'm going to Texas. Oh, that's all fucked up. I'm going to Mexico. Dude, you're the problem. Not, not the country. Like you are just a disaster no matter where you go because you don't know what the fuck you're doing, what you want to do, or where you want to be, or who you want to be as a man. 
<laughs> it's it's super interesting to me when these dudes like you know the neck beards <laughs> Mm-hmm. I catch the neckbeards coming at me and they're like, oh, you know, we got to fight for America. I'm like, bro, you will literally throw your back out sneezing. What the fuck are you fighting? You are, you are not a strong American man. And again, we are seeing the great experiment. Can we take all these people and just get rid of all your differences and just say we're American? How long can, is that sustainable? Is that what we're seeing? We're also the fucking guinea pigs of what happens when we give the human mind infinite distractions, infinite 24-7 access to all the knowledge in the world, what happens to people's brains? Oh, let's throw some fucking social media into the mix. Now it's not just Google and AOL. Now it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What happens to the human mind? What can we do? How can we control? I have all my weird fucking theories on this, but at, at no point, you know, when you break it back to the basics, people should just do whatever the fuck they need to do in their life. And that that's, if you want to leave America, cool. Be fucking awesome somewhere. Hit me up. If you want to move somewhere else, like, I'm in Rhode Island. I'm moving the fuck out of here. That's going to surprise a lot of friends and family. And if they're listening to this podcast, surprise, <laughs> we're moving very soon. <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's it's weird how people get in these loops of you have to stay in the country, you have to leave the country. You have to live in this area of the country. You've got to go to that area of the country. It's like you don't have to do anything. You're, you're at the point where there are, there are no rules. You make up the rules in your life and you go out and kick ass. Technically, if we're following the rules, I should have been divorced by now. Divorced, rape, my kids should hate me. If I'm following the rules of what everybody else is fucking, I don't want to play that game. <laughs> I want to play my game. I'm going to win at this game. It's pretty cool. But it's it's a good, th- I guess it shows true colors of where a lot of these men are when you you ask them what they want and to bring it full circle to the soul. You know, why do you want to go where you want to go? And if they don't know, you don't know yourself. You don't know what's inside your soul. You, you answer that question and then fucking just go. You don't need permission. Oh, that's very well said. Like it, it's it's an old model of the world I've realized. Like that this is one of the fundamental. I think like this will be one of the fundamental paradigm shifts of the like 21st century that like changes people. Where it's this realization that okay, I have all the tools, I have all these potentiations, all these potentials that exist. Where can I go? You know, do I have to live in this state? Do I have to live in this town? Do I have to live in this country? Companies base themselves in other countries all the time. This is like an infamous, you know, tax avoidance loops. Like, oh, we'll just go put our company up in this country versus zero corporate taxes. Huh. Countries like I can name off countries right now, you know, Estonia, Singapore, you know, South Korea, uh, you know, Malaysia, um, you know, even Turkey, like where they've advertised themselves as being like open for business, open for citizenship, Georgia, you know, come live here. We'll make it, we'll make it awesome for you. So the, this concept of like the nation state where that is your identity and you have to be tied to that and you everything has to be based there. It's like you can move around. You know, prior to COVID, even after COVID, you can travel. You can hop on a plane. Like the world is very accessible that way. Borders might get definitely going to get sharper over the years in regards to you know, like here, this is the border of this country. But the, the, the potential, like I keep saying, like the freedom is there if you want to explore things. Now, I'm always shocked even Californians were like, yeah, many Californians have never fucking left California. That's crazy. I, I, I just, it blow your fucking mind. I, I know people that have lived here their entire life. So they have never gone anywhere. They've gone like, they maybe visited like one city and like they, they went to Vegas or it's like they went to Miami one time. They think, well, they don't even leave the fucking state. And then they'll tell you about how every other state's shitty. California is the best because, well, just because, right? Of course it is. Um, and they can't imagine life being any different, any better, anywhere else. Everywhere else must be fucking backwards. Like the world is a big fucking place. 
and it, it's open. The world is open. It's not the, the, the barriers don't exist right now. We're like every country's closed down. You can't get in. Like there's lots of places you can go to lots of fucking places. And there's lots of places in the world where different histories, different cultures, places that have existed for thousands of years. It's a different way of life. Uh, the, the United States is it's a young country, you know, 1776. You can go to countries that are 4,000 fucking years old. I was in Egypt. It's a fucking 10,000 year old country, 10,000 year old place. The flow of life is different there. Thing, it's eternal. These people have been living there for forever. How they view time is different. How they view interaction, the way they socialize, all that's different. Yeah, this and this is not to fetishize other places. It's like, oh, this is the superior way of living, but it's a different way of living. It's a different way of being. It's a different way of existing. You know, like why not explore that? If you if you are absolutely fixated and then where you are is the best, or you have to stick it out, by all means, fucking feel free to do so. That is not freedom for the soul. Yeah, all the aspirational stories that we attribute to mankind, where men explore, men cross the fucking sea, they go into new lands. You know, and there's no, there's nothing new now in the world to explore that way. You know, but the age of exploration, the age of conquerors, you know, these times, you know, Mongolians, China, you know, even you know, Japan's unification. I could, I could wrap a whole bunch of countries where it's, it's tribes of men, clans of men get together. It's like, you know what, guys, we're gonna march fucking one thousand miles west, and we're gonna see what the fuck is there, and we're gonna take it. It's like that. That is an insane attitude. That is such a different attitude from the modern mindset of what I'm going to stay here and stick it out in my fucking shitty Democrat run city that keeps getting worse. Because I'm I'm a fucking patriot. I'm a real patriot. Okay, okay, bro. Okay, like okay, thumbs fucking thumbs up. Good for you. Yeah. That's dude. It's it's interesting. I, I again, true colors have been shown. People are going to be made or break or broken. I think that gap between those who are like, oh, I'm on free, I'm free, are going more free. Like they're getting away and doing even more. And then those who are in are just, it's like they're digging deeper into the jail. Like they're not digging a hole to get out of the walls. They're digging a hole to just go deeper into the jail and just stay there. And it's, that's why I wanted to talk to you, man. I wanted to get people start planting these seeds. Like, hey, maybe, maybe you can do it a little different. And here's how. You know, and yeah, that's it's a new world. I mean, like the basic formula, if, you, if anyone wants to do this, like, or yeah, they want to be more free, you, they have to account for the fact that, you know, like, crypto is a good example. Obviously, oh, there's yeah. a lot of hype, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of hype around crypto, like, oh, is it Bitcoin speculation? Crypto fundamentally is an alternate decentralized economy, and it has tokens, it has coins where you can interact and make payments, and it's a parallel economy to the global economy, and it's growing, and then you have. Literally millions of people who are realizing, shit, I don't have to operate within the confines of an institution. I don't have to be limited by my government. I don't have to be subject to fucking a shitload of fucking taxes and a bunch of shitty state operations. I could move somewhere else. I could use this currency. I can run a business. I can live where I can move. I can, like, what is freedom? I can freedom be most, free. <laughs> yeah, freedom at the most basic level is movement. I can move. I'm not limited in these ways. You have countries opening themselves up you know, to cryptocurrency. You have you know, people, this because of the internet, it's like, holy shit, like, what can you do with the internet? Fuck it, it's still untapped. It's still fucking untapped. There's so much that can be done by the leveraging and by putting systems on top of human attention, being able to in interact with people, these kinds of scales. It's fucking unbelievable. Um, so when I look at all that, and you know, that's why I like, yeah, that's why I built, why did I build it an online income? Well, because that's why, because it gives you freedom. I can move. You know, why am I going overseas and you know, starting the process of getting second citizenships? It gives me more freedom. I can move. 
you know, why do I do this? Why, why am I buying crypto, Bitcoin, whatever the fuck? I'm like, because you know what? Now I have assets in something I can operate with in a different economy. I'm not limited just to the US economy. And, you know, it gives me certain advantages. Yeah, and those, those things are going to grow. There's going to be more utility that way you know, as the years go on. You know, this is, it's a huge system that's growing. You know, and then yeah, you know, and then the doubt that's given to the shit, like oh, how do you know it's real? How do you know it's not? You know, someone asked me, how do you know it's not a pyramid scheme? I'm like, how do you know the fucking U.S. dollar is a pyramid scheme? Yeah, how do you know back in fucking 4,000 B.C. when Indians were trading fucking cowrie shells as currency that the cowrie shells weren't fucking a pyramid scheme? They weren't bullshit. Why did the cowrie shells have value? Yeah, you know, how come the fucking gold doubloons had fucking value? Yeah, how come the fucking you know, the Roman coins, why do those have value? Because, oh, well, they're backed by gold. Why, why is the gold valuable? Well, the Roman Empire might have. Why was the Roman Empire, why is the coin, why, why was they using the currency? Though? Well, the Roman Empire, I guess, had a pretty good industry, right? Yeah, I guess they did. So, I, so apparently when people get together and they transact and there's trust and they build things together, that shit has value. You know, so, but who can do that? Oh, only the government can do that. Anyone can fucking do that. It's already being done. It's being done right now by millions of people. You know, what's a country? A bunch of people get together and stake fuck. They put fucking sticks in the ground. Like, all right, this is our shit. Yeah, the, the new thing probably in ten years is going to be digital countries. Like, it'll be a digital space online that has some semi-defined ledger system boundaries, barriers, like everything that's kept on chain of operations. Like, it'll be a digital country. Will exist only in digital space. That'll be fucking insane when it happens, and it is going to happen. That is definitely you know, or, going to or 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 we we can be like fucking. We can have our thumb up our ass. And we can stick it out in a crappy place, in a crappy state. At least move to a fucking red state. Red states are awesome. We can stick it out in a shitty city with shitty taxes and shitty people and do the same fucking thing, go get the same fucking job and refuse to fucking think for ourselves. And then we can get fucked as the world accelerates and these technologies and these emerging markets and these economies, all this shit merges together. And you have people that are going to fucking kill it. And you have people that are they're doing what a lot of people do. They're going to be like the Luddites back in England, 1800s. Oh, fuck, we got outmoded if we got left behind. Yeah, well, you decided to fucking resist change. And look what it got you. I love when you riff. <laughs> we homeschool the kids full time now. And I'm pretty That's sure awesome. I'm going to call you in for uh, to run economics. You know, just just, oh, yeah, say, no, just totally, dump that on them. <laughs> I to, I'd totally be down. No, that's fucking awesome. I completely agree. I think that's very well said. And I do believe that's the direction we're headed. You know, some are going to make it, some aren't. And I really hope more make it than don't. Like I truly want everybody to fucking win. But it's I, wa like, I want people to prosper. The, the, yeah, like I keep saying, <laughs> the, the time. opportunity is always there to prosper. But like you have to take man of action. You have to fucking take action on these things. A, a lot again to bring this back to the very beginning. You know, 2020 fucks some people up. I I hope it woke some people up. Instead of you know post traumatic stress, let's look at post traumatic growth. You got fucked up okay, because you got caught awesome. off guard. But don't ever get caught off guard again. If your job laid you off, cool, let's fix that. You know, if you're you were stressed out and you turned to booze, cool, let's fix like look at these things not as oh, I'm a bad person because I did this. Like, no, somebody highlighted, thank God they highlighted my weakness without killing me. Now I can make it strong and next time I can go forward and nobody's gonna catch me off guard. AJ, I want to thank well, you for your time. Oh, it was great, brother. It was great. It was good to talk to you. For anybody that is looking to grab a program, maybe pick your brain whatever what's the best way to find you um i so obviously i'm on twitter um the way the place where i really like announced all like all the you know the programming the, the fitness stuff newsletter i did start um an inner circle telegram channel and i, I haven't like hyped it up hype it up but basically i just i wanted to have like a digital space for guys where they can ask fitness questions 
There's a journal ethos of self-improvement. It's only, it's a hundred dollars for membership. Very affordable. If you like, if you guys want to like ask questions there, yeah, that's probably the best place. And then of course you have social media, all the accounts. All right. So I have links to all that below and for everybody tuning in, listen, listen, we had a solid discussion on freedom mentally, physically, and spiritually. That was cool to listen to, but take the advice and apply it and get yourself more free than you were when you entered this podcast. Like that's like my only ask, (laughs) just win. (laughs) We're trying to will you to success. I'm going to win. Uh, Alexander's going to win. Are you, you know, that, that really comes down to the actions you take. But if you don't reflect on yourself after listening to this, you fucked up. You're going to stay exactly where you were and cool. You listen to a podcast, you wasted time, you know, you wasted mine and yours do something with the information shared for everybody else that does apply it and improves their lives. Again, electronic fist bump. I look forward to talking to you in the next podcast. This has been another episode on the family alpha. Thanks for listening. You can join our private men's only community at the fraternity of And don't forget to find Zach on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Zach small underscore.